Welcome to the Enlightenment Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. During my journey here on life, I went through what I would call two distinct phases before I was able to understand that the world is not two, but one. The first stage I went through was out of science, the physical sciences. When I was in graduate school and an undergraduate, I really thought about being a physicist. I loved astrophysics and theoretical physics, and I could spend hours contemplating about how the universe worked. It was a fascinating time, but what it didn't do, it didn't help me be present with nature. It helped me understand things on the large scale, like how supernovas worked, what causes black holes, and on the microscopic scale, like quantum physics and how electrons move around the atom. But again, what it didn't do, that knowledge, didn't help me just to be, to be and be part of and participate one with nature. I saw it as a separate entity. Because of that, there was separation. There was duality. And in that duality, there was suffering. Then I went on to study psychology. And again, I got through through science to understand how the mind works how our emotions are affected by our past and our thoughts, and that if we change them, we can change who we are. But I also discovered, again, this was limited. This was limited to the past. This was limited to shaping the future. It didn't deal with pure beingness, living mindfully, living in the present moment. It was changing the past. It was affecting the future. But it wasn't about living in the now, being present and flowing with life. It was dual. And what I discovered is, in a dualistic world, we suffer. And I was about finding the end to suffering. So my quest continued. And finally, there was a discovery of not looking to the external physical world, not looking to the mind and the science of my mind and how it works, but looking at me, looking at who I am and how in relationship to everything, the entire universe, how this I am fits, how it plays a part. And when you strip everything away, you strip the concepts away, you strip everything that you know away, and you ask yourself, who's the knower? Who knows everything that is? The physics, the psychology, the sciences? Who is that knower? And would the physical world, the psychological world, be known if there wasn't a knower? And slowly, the separation from I and thou slipped away. And what was left was beingness, pure beingness. And I think dreams can help us understand who we are. When we're dreaming, our worlds that we're dreaming can be very vivid, very detailed, very elaborate. And yet when we wake up, it's gone. It isn't there anymore. And we may completely forget it. Now the dreamer who was having the dream was that which was present at the time and is present when we wake up. But when we wake up, again, we really don't know 
if the world that we're living in right now isn't another dream? Am I in a dream that woke up to this world? Or am I in this world dreaming my dreams every night? There's actually no way of proving this statement one way or another. We could be in a very, very long dream. But the one thing that is present right now, at this moment, is our awareness that we are, that I am. I am. Even the world of theoretical physics understands how the universe and the rules that apply to this universe that we're living in right now are limited to this universe. Theoretical physicists now believe that there are billions of other universes, each having their own rules, different gravitational rules, different, different numerical strengths in regards to the weak and strong nuclear force. If we change anything in our universe, like the strength of gravity, the whole universe changes. So scientists now believe that there are an infinite number of other universes, each of them having their own laws, their own rules. But again, the scientists, you and I, you right now, are aware of this understanding. You right now are aware of this understanding. You may wake up to another reality when you go to sleep tonight that completely changes your universe and everything that you know. Our world is in flux. Our world changes. The way we perceive our world changes. But when we understand, when we align with that which doesn't change, our pure awareness, our pure witnessing of the universe, of the psychological world, then suffering ends. Because when we don't create stories in our mind, when we don't create stories about the universe being good or bad, nature being evil, nature being benevolent, when we just be, just be with nature, just be with living our lives right now, life flows beautifully. And yes, there's pain, but the pain ceases as we proactively make changes. And even if we don't make complete changes to alleviate the pain, most of what causes our suffering is our minds. The pain is only one small aspect of our entire universe, of everything that we perceive. The thoughts create the dream world that we call real. And that dream world is what causes us suffering. If we stop identifying with our thoughts, if we stop missing out on what is, life without thoughts is beautiful. Life, by flowing spontaneously, by flowing with what is, goes very well. All we have to do is stop, stop being in our heads 
and spending far more time in the here and now. Like with meditation, meditation teaches us to just be with our breath, to be present in the here and now, and let go of the thoughts. What if, as we engage with the world, we too let go of our thoughts, realizing that, would the world even be there? Would my understanding of science even exist if I were not? And because of that non-dual understanding that all ultimately is one, and there may not even be a universe or multiple universes unless I am, then what we do know absolutely for sure is right now, we are. That's all we can absolutely positively know. Everything else changes. Even the rules of science change. But what doesn't change is our awareness, our witnessing of those rules, of those laws that change. If we spend more time being with our pure presence, in many ways, thoughtless beingness, life flows. And many of the great spiritual gurus around the world call this beingness spiritual enlightenment. All we have to do is just be. Just be. And let go of our engagement with the world and all that is. And yes, we still are part of it, but we're not so engaged with it. Instead of giving it 99.999% of our time, we may give it a lot less and realize that even when we do engage with it, perhaps 50% of the time, we realize that since it's changing and it may not even be there, unless we were, that we stop engaging with it so intensely and we get back to just flowing with life, just witnessing life. And how this works is, yes, we'll continue to understand and read the scientific studies about physics, about psychology, and we'll have that understanding. But we also will just be present with what is right now and flow with that, spending some time in the intellectual world, but spending a great deal of time in the here and now. And in that here and now, without thoughts, life is beautiful. All we have to do is stop sometimes throughout our day and be, just be. And then we discover who we are and everything else goes back to its proper place, its place of duality, which is secondary, not primary. Because what is primary is our non-dual 
or non-duality of pure beingness. We can have that anytime. All we have to do is stop and be. Thank you for joining me on the Enlightenment Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the world of enlightenment, please go to www.enlightenmentpodcast.com. That's enlightenmentpodcast.com. Until next time, just be.